Hello and welcome to the Tillage Age with me, Michael Hennessy. This is your regular update for all your tillage news and advice. The wet weather continues across the country and most soils are now quite wet with water standing in otherwise reasonably dry fields. Planting is all but stopped on heavier soils, but there's still some planting progress being made on lighter soils. However, if the current weather continues much longer, planting will be stalled altogether. For crops sown but not emerged yet, the wet soil conditions present a greater challenge for plant establishment, which may result in eventual low plant stands. The Plow One Pass has been the tool of choice over the past few weeks. However, most farmers perhaps rightly decided against rolling and also applying a pre-emerge herbicide to these freshly planted fields. A different weed management strategy needs to be adopted for these fields, and today I'm delighted to be joined by Kieran Collins, a tillage specialist, to chat through some weed options that can be used in these fields. Kieran, given the very wet weather at the moment, how much area is planted across the country, and are there regional differences between, say, the northeast and maybe down your part of the country in Cork? There certainly are regional differences, Michael, anyway, um, you know, based on what we're seeing around the country. There's far better progress made in the, we'll say, the northern half of the country, you know, um, especially in the northeast. I think there was obviously a little bit earlier sown, which would be normal um, and certainly better progress made there. Obviously, as you mentioned, the wet weather in the last you know, week or 10 days has has had a big impact because they would have been, you know, big weeks for planting. And I just had a look at the, the Met Air and data there this morning and, you know, the last seven days, Cork Airport plus 182%. Dublin Airport is nearly up to over 3% of normal for that week and, and Oak Park over 200%. So you can see, you know, the, um, that that's having an effect and I suppose it may have a knock-on effect going forward as well. Well, certainly around me here in Carlow, there's, there's water lying in pretty much all fields and I haven't seen water lying in a number of different fields for a couple of years now. Certainly last year was a really, really nice year and very kind year, but geez, we are, we're back into the wetness now, certainly. And in terms of, Karen, in terms of the amount of of the amount of uh, crops that are planted uh, of winter wheat in comparison to maybe the previous years or winter barley in comparison to previous years, any idea where, where they're sitting at the moment? Yeah, I suppose I was just interested in the Farmers Journal survey there that they did last week. And I suppose the kind of the headline that jumped out at me was like that 51% had between 81 and 100% done. So like there's another 50% that are below, uh, 50% of growers that are below 50 or 80% of their area so on. So there is quite a bit to be done based on that, you know. I suppose in terms of wheat, I think that's less troublesome. We had in around 60,000 hectares last year. There certainly was some wheat sown early before winter barley, maybe in some areas, you know. And I suppose the other thing about winter wheat, we often get to this stage of the year and we think that the area won't be sown. And, you know, you get a few days and there'll be a bit of smash and grab with ploughs and one passes after maize, maybe beet, potatoes, that kind of thing. And, you know, the wheat area can can creep up there with a little bit of sowing maybe in, in early November. Now, winter barley, I think, is a different story. Um, and I just did a little bit of analysis this morning. If you pick out the big counties for winter barley, so you're looking at, say, Cork, Lough, Tipperary, Kildare, Meads, Wexford. So I think there's reasonable progress made in all of those bar Cork. Now, Cork would be the biggest one. You know, and like the seed trade would tell me that there's a real lack of appetite and low demand for seed, particularly in Cork um, for for winter barley, maybe a little bit so in, in Wexford as well. So like we had in around, I think it was 73 odd thousand hectares of winter barley last year. 
it's very hard to put a figure on it at the minute, but, you know, sown could be as low as 50, maybe up to 60, but I think that's probably would be um, optimistic, I'd say, Michael. And, and, and oats, Kieran, will be generally planted a little bit later than everything else. Do you think there's many of those gone in at the moment? I, I would say very little in the southern half, possibly some in, in, in the northern half, but I, I, I would say it's it's certainly trending behind normal as well, Michael. Yeah. yeah so yeah. as the year kind of marches on, I, I just happened to notice out of the corner of my eye, a big flock of crows on a particular field over there. And that's something I, I think farmers might have in mind over the next number of weeks when, when they're planting. It, just in terms of, the, of, of what's planted maybe over the last couple of weeks when it has started to get that little bit wetter, what sort of seedbed conditions are out there, do you think? And and will that affect um, plants coming through? Yeah, I, I travelled a good bit of the country in the last couple of days. And I suppose it is notable driving around where you would see sort of water lying in, in, in fields and places. And I think there is certainly some some patchy emergence in places. Now, the earlier sown are, are fine, I think, by and large, but maybe some of the more recent ones, especially some winter barley now that sort of was sown there before the weather broke um, and has got that rain that we spoke about earlier. So, I, I you know, certainly there, there will be some issues with establishing there. Now, I suppose on, on a more positive side, um, if you look at soil temperatures over the last seven days, they're actually quite high. They're three to four degrees above normal in the, the key areas. So you're talking about between 12 and and 12.8. So I suppose that is a positive in terms of, you know, establishment would be a little bit quicker than we might have expected. So that, I suppose that, that will help, but certainly the, the heavy rain and, and those he- wet seed beds will affect establishment, there's no doubt. And I suppose that. you're, we, we, a, a quick word, I suppose, in terms of seed rates, obviously, as, as the weeks go by, seed rates need to increase. Um, and certainly the wetter it gets and the smash and grab, as you talked about earlier, um, trying to get in through through um, small bits of breaks of weather and a kind of play on one pass type system. Where or what sort of target seeds per meter squared should people be on at this stage, maybe for, for wheat? I don't know, mm. arguably is it getting a bit, bit late for barley even now? It is definitely getting late for barley. I think maybe there might be some scope for barley on, on really dry ground. But, you know, once you start to nose into November, it's it's barley is, is really high risk, I suppose, really. So in terms of wheat, I think you're talking about targeting 280 to 300 seeds at least, uh, probably over 300 at this stage, I suppose, really. But I think the key one will be the day that you're sowing is to try and estimate the percentage establishment because that is a big factor in terms of of your seed rate if conditions are good which you know we can get them good there in early november you might get 80 85 establishment but if things are a bit sticky you know you certainly would want to be allowing for that and maybe at, at 75 establishment and that you know so that's going to take you you know over 200 kilos per hectare heading into 13 13 and a half stone in in old money depending on on thousand grain weight yeah it's 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 a pretty big seeding rate and people i suppose need to keep that in mind because I, I think out there, the, the likes of Graham, which is one of the most popular wheats out there, it has quite a high thousand grain weight this year. So therefore, you do need just to put more seed in. Yeah. And I suppose the other risk, Michael, is the cost. You know, sure. we, we can't take our eye off the ball. I mean, you're, you're, you're increasing costs with those high seed rates. Seed is obviously more expensive this year. And then you're running into risk of, like you said, there, the crows and, and, and weather conditions. So it needs to be uh, assessed fairly fairly well before you, you pull out the drill, I think. And and, and talking about pest issues, um, I, I just see certainly around me quite a bit of 
um, cereals that were planted maybe over the last two and maybe even three weeks, very little or very few of them have been rolled. Uh, is that a good thing or a bad thing, do you think, at the moment? Uh, sure, I suppose it's both. Um, you know, not to have it rolled ahead of heavy rain is obviously a good thing. We, you know, that's that's something we always recommend is to, you know, if you're expecting heavy rain just after sowing, just don't roll it. You, you'd avoid capping and 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 water running off, which can cause a lot of problems. But as you say, the negative is from the pest perspective. Um, there have been some reports of of of, of slug damage in recent days. So, you know, I suppose fields after oilseed rape in particular are fields with a history of slug damage. I'd be getting out there and, and baiting and, and having a look, you know. And I suppose it is difficult to apply slug pellets this weather as well, because obviously they do break down quite quick quickly in in wet weather so i think it's just keeping an eye on them the whole time and you know especially the crops that haven't emerged yet because slugs will hollow out seed and and the damage is done before you might notice so i think it's 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 getting out having a look really michael is the key there so i'm right in saying if i can remember rightly um just go out with a kind of a large slate put a little bit of muesli down underneath it um leave it there for 24 hours come back after that and for cereals, the threshold is around four slugs. Of, am I right? Four to five. Four to yep. five uh, yep. underneath. So if you have four to five in the, in the defined areas, you do have a, an issue and potentially, and you probably do need to take action really at that stage. Yeah, I think that's the threshold from an IPM perspective. Yeah. Okay. So in terms of then, the, 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 the other one I really want to talk about really, I suppose, and we've been a long time getting to it, but uh, weed control. Um uh, I, I suppose our uh, our general advice would be if you can get a pre-emerge application on before the crop uh, emerges, you're going to probably more than likely get a much better weed control. Uh, how much of the, I suppose, maybe the, the the area out there that's planted over maybe the last three weeks have received a pre-emerge herbicide, do you think? I, I, I think it's probably quite low. Um, you know, and, and and when weather is difficult, it was a lot easier to do it last year, you know, but when weather is difficult at sowing and broken, um, it, it is more difficult. Now, having said that, I think growers and fairness recognize where the problems are. And, you know, if someone has a brome issue or, or that, I think, you know, especially those earlier sown ones, people would have, and I've seen that people have made a conscious decision to get in pre-M. So I suppose you would hope that some of those earlier sown ones would have had a pre-M and, and that will that will be a major benefit in terms of controlling the likes of Rome. You and know? in a year like this, we can often get a, um, you know, being very wet soil and perhaps even some of the pre- pre-emerges um, that, that have already gone out kind of washing through the soil. And your metagrass can often be a much bigger problem in a year like this than other years. What's your view on that? Yeah, look, it, it, w- w- without a doubt, um, I suppose, like we mentioned, if we do get patchy emergence, obviously that leaves light there for, for the likes of, of annual metagrass to, to get in. And I suppose the other point as well in, in wet seed beds, apart from DFF, like most residual herbicides are, are and are primarily root acting, you know. So, you know, they move through the soil um to the wheat rooting zone uh before they, they take effect. So if you've got very wet soils, obviously those actives could move maybe slightly deeper, you know, into the crop root zone. And you know, you can you can you can have effects there as well. So um how effective residual herbicides will be will be, I suppose we'll just have to assess it. But certainly the the wet weather may 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 have had some effects there, you know. So where a pre-emerge wasn't applied and 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 you know crops are are either 
only just coming to the ground or still to come to the ground. What are the options for for, for growers now? Um, again, with a little bit of, of, of the grass weed control in mind, as well as the broadleaf weed control. Yeah, I, you, you said it there, Michael. And I think, especially in winter barley, obviously, because you, you, you don't have the backdoor options like you have in wheat. But like I would be targeting annual meadowgrass because, you know, our, our grass weeds in general, but certainly annual meadowgrass, because you do have a backdoor in your broadleaf weeds in general. You know, so I suppose our experience has been that whether it's pendimetalin or flufenacet, clortaluron, prosulfucarb, you know, that are in the likes of Firebird, Stomp, Defy, um, those those type products, they do work best when they're applied pre-emergence. But to be fair, we've got good um, we've got good control of annual metagrass when they're applied early post-emergence. So I think the key one there is, and again, weather conditions will dictate. But if you can get in before the annual metagrass starts to tiller, you will you will do you'll get a reasonable job done on that you know so um it's trying to get in as 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 early post emergence i suppose as as weather will allow and just maybe avoid that sort of peri emergence stage because that that can certainly stress the crop at that stage tell me what does peri emergence look like for a farmer out in the field digging around looking at crops coming through what does that the, the easiest way I, I kind of describe it is it's obviously when the the the, the shoot is 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 breaking ground. So when you can when you're just you know the sun is out in the crop and you just look down and you can just barely see the lines. You know the the, the crop is just breaking ground. That's I suppose maybe a way of describing peri-emergence. Okay. So just to avoid that stage, or even the other point as well is you know avoid spraying crops under stress. You know and they can be under stress from you know weather conditions at this time of year as well. So you know just to just to skip on for a lot of people it might coincide with the insecticide timing as well at the two to three leaf stage so generally if you can get in at the two leaf stage your your metagrass won't be gone too far and you'll get reasonable control of metagrass at that stage and and, and speaking of which in terms of the development of the metagrass versus the development of say the barley that as you say we're kind of just talking about here do they develop at pretty much the same stage? So if your barley's at two leaf stage, well, short metagrass must be the same or is there a differential there? And what I'm thinking about here really is that you're, you made the point, I think, rightly around um, trying to get in on time with these um, you know, post-emergent herbicides to target those grass weeds. Is there a difference there? I mean, can that extend all the way into, I suppose, at this stage, all the way into December or mid-December, even now at this stage? Yeah, well, firstly, as you say, Michael, sooner the better is 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 the first bit of advice. Uh, the annual metagrass will quite often be maybe um, a leaf behind. So maybe when you're at the two to three leaf stage there with your with your crop, you know, you often find the metagrass is maybe a leaf or, or that behind. So it does it does give an opportunity to spray it at that stage. And as I say, you know, we we especially with the likes of flufenacet based herbicides, we and Defy would be particularly good as well. You know, we we've had good control of annual metagrass at that stage in, in recent seasons. And when you mentioned aphasides there just on the way by there, um, the weather is very mild, uh, although uh, uh, according to Louise McNamara here in Oak Park, um, aphids don't particularly like to rain necessarily. However, um, there is a lot of crops up already. Uh, what's your thinking as regards an aphicide for, for the crops who are, that are already through the ground? 
Yeah, I'd, I'd be sticking to the advice in terms of sowing date, really. You know, that's 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 the first thing. So those those early sown are, are still high risk. Having said that, and as you've said there, you know, when you go to collect aphids these days, after wind or rain, there's generally very few. So that like flight is obviously inhibited by, by, by those weather conditions. So I suppose that is a factor in helping to reduce the pressure this year, which which is a positive, I suppose, you know. Um, having said that, those early sown crops, when you get into them, it's in 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 some cases it's 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 not hard to find aphids. And you know, if 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 you have that scenario, I think a, an insecticide is warranted in those early sown. Okay, so 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 stick to the normal the normal advice that uh, we we have, I suppose, had out there for for a good number of years at this stage. Final question I want to ask you here, um, as regards a kind of a top up for a pre emerge, there is a share of crops, maybe not a huge amount, but certainly a share. Of crops that are probably now at the um, probably early tillering stage, maybe this stage, crops that were put in in um, perhaps you know maybe the twentieth or twenty second of of September. Do those crops? Do you think need a bit of a top up in terms of this annual meadowgrass control, given that it is so wet? Um, it, it it depends on a number of factors. If a preem was used and your target is annual meadowgrass. And if the preem was, say, just for argument's sake, something like pendimetlin, which is is quite persistent, um, you know, it's got very strong res- residual activity, and it wouldn't be leached that easily from the soil. I, I I think in general you should be okay. I think the ones where a top up might be required is where you're where you're um, targeting brome. You know, and quite often we have found in the past where where brome is an issue, getting back in, especially maybe in in winter barley scenarios with a top up or with something like flufenacet, you know, your firebird, your firebird mate, and there's lots of generics available that are good value as well. That top up, you know, post M certainly does help um, to increase the level of control. So I'd be keeping an eye on that. It depends on my target weed, but certainly for brome in the winter barley scenario, I think a top up may be warranted. I suppose in wheat it's slightly different because you do have other actors that you can use later on the likes of broadway star and pacifica and that as well you know so that broadens the the range for for wheat sure. I, th- I think you came to it a number of different times here and i think the key to all of this is get out in your fields and, and 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 walk and have a look whether it happens to be slugs or it happens to be aphids or what happens to be the, the the weeds that are coming through without a pre-emerge or or when a pre-emerge is there you just need to um get out and constantly walk your crops and uh, see what's there Absolutely, yep, absolutely. Kieran, thanks very much for your time once again, uh, your mind of information. Um, thanks for going through all of that. And look, we'll hopefully have you back shortly on the show again. No bother. Thanks, Michael. So that's it for this week. And my thanks to Kieran for joining me on the podcast. Finally, don't forget if you enjoy the podcast and recommend it to a friend or colleague. And as always, review and follow on Apple Podcasts or Spotify so you never miss an episode. And for more information, go to chagas.ie. I'm Michael Hennessy. Thanks for listening. I'll be back next week with more tillage news and advice.